Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Level Playing Field podcast with me, Emily Bow. The idea for this podcast came to me in the depths of lockdown, um, but really, before I even knew what this podcast was going to be and look like, I decided to post on a few public Facebook groups I'm on, asking if there are any young women out there prepared to talk to me about their journeys with sport. They could be elite athletes, newcomers to the world of sport, or just about anything, really. And uh, much to my own surprise, I had over 150 responses. So the young women I speak to on this series were all strangers to me before. But I guess the point of this podcast is to show that every woman, regardless of background, sexuality, race or anything, has some kind of journey with sport. Plus, I learned so much about new sports or changed my perception of others. Um, I've even been persuaded to go caving in Wales. But anyway, I hope you enjoy this series as much as I've enjoyed making it. So I'm really excited about welcoming on my next podcast guest today, Amani Youssef. Now, by day, Amani has just graduated from Glasgow Uni with a master's in medical genetics and genomics. And by sport, she is a basketball player. Um, now, basketball is a sport that many of us know. Perhaps we even found ourselves becoming experts after binge watching The Last Dance during lockdown. Um, but the reason I got Amani on today was to talk to her about her incredible journey of how she got to where she is today with her sport. Amani grew up in Palestine and didn't even start basketball until age 16. So I'm so excited to chat with Amani today. But welcome. Thank you so much for being on. How are you and how has lockdown life been for you? Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, lockdown has been hard for all of us, but I'm managing well. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a bit about um, your experience with sport prior coming to the UK. As I mentioned in the intro, you grew up in Palestine. What was that like for you as a young woman who presumably was interested in sport? And what were the opportunities for you at that stage? I always had like a huge passion for sports. I've tried different sports such as karate, gymnastics, swimming, fencing, ping pong, and eventually basketball. Um, my school, my my school had uh, given us a lot of chances to pursue these. Uh, sports such as gymnastics they used to uh correlate and um like championships small championships and they used to bring special tutors for us to play karate and so on and so forth but in general to pursue sports as a professional um as as a profession was really hard and is still hard in palestine it's still developing and we don't have enough like facilities or funds and being um, in an occupied country also raises a lot of other challenges as well. Yeah, is that um, is would you put the main reason for their sort of not being a um, professional route for women down to the funding, or do you think it is in part to do with sort of um, sexist preconceptions about women who play sport? It's a little bit of both, honestly, because. Um, funding plays a huge role in making any sport successful in any country, but at the same time, the perspective of other people and the society itself and the pressure they put on females actually pursuing any sport also sets it back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I guess um, you were lucky to have gone to a school where it was very normal for you to play sport, even if it was just sort of at the grassroots level. But um, have you 
experienced or heard of sort of young girls growing up in Palestine that haven't had any exposure to sport at all? Of course, of course. Uh, the big part of uh, me being exposed to sports is also my family. As I told you, I come from a background of uh, athletes and people who are involved in sports. Um, they also support me anytime I want to pursue anything in my life. But for sports, they definitely uh, tried their best to give me their chances to play sports. Other other girls that I know um, can't uh, can't practice whatever they want to do or haven't even tried sports. Def- depends on what school they go to or what region in the country. Yeah, yeah. And live- you mentioned a bit there about your family. Um, and when we initially um, chatted, you told me a bit about your grandfather. So can you tell the listeners a bit about that story? Oh, yes. Uh, my grandfather was a sports journalist. He was the first editor in a local famous newspaper. Um, he was also a ping pong championship for 10 years in both Palestine and in Jordan. He loved sports so much and he always like believed in having uh, a high sportsmanship. Uh, he was a sport consultant for the De La Salle Basketball uh, Club in Jerusalem. Uh, he participated in many conferences and many sports events locally and internationally. But in 1998, he passed away on a basketball court. All the local teams and the uh, basketball federation back then, they decided to make a tournament to honor his memory and honor all his hard work and sports and all the contribution he's done. And that's when I, I that was the first time I've uh, watched a full uh, tournament of basketball and I fell in love with the game. Yeah, wow. That's amazing that, I mean, I assume you were only young when that happened, but I mean, mm-hmm. amazing that he was so heavily involved in the sport and it wasn't until after he passed away that you even sort of knew what a basketball yeah. was. Yeah, I, I was I was three years old when I first uh, touched a basketball and then I grew up all my life listening to his stories and reading his articles and having people being surprised that I'm his granddaughter and just asking me, oh my God, like, how does it feel like? And I, it feels so sad that I, he, he, he wasn't around to see me play and to see me doing really well in Palestine and even internationally. I always played to make him proud wherever he is because I have a feeling that he's looking down at me and proud. I'd also like to make my grandma proud as well to see me doing uh, or carrying on with the sports passion. Yeah, I mean, I can guarantee that he'll be proud of you for sure. But I, I guess um, a question I wanted to ask you was when he was a sports journalist, was that ever um, a dangerous job for him? I can imagine any jobs that were working in the media in Palestine um, you know, would have its challenges at times. Of course, it had it had the challenges as um, being a journalist in a Palestinian newspaper back then was a really big thing, uh, as you know, of all the uh, occupation and all, and as well as uh, some some teams and all the news of like having these competition and competitive. He had to be unbiased and he had to. Um, state his opinions very professionally just not to get in any trouble with anybody and any club or um, just all the leaders and uh, people in sport just to make sure like everybody's professionally being said his opinions and all of that his views yeah so I guess it's um you can say then that you grew up in a environment where sport was always considered important and something that you should always make time for 
um, and was really important, especially for you as a young girl to get involved in. Yes. Also, my family, like my dad used to play volleyball and my mom used to play basketball when they were younger. Mm. My brothers are crazy about triple. I'm, I'm a part of triplets. So wow. my two twins are, yeah, they are one of the biggest football uh, like fans. They watch every championship, every league, and they play football for fun. Well, that's amazing. So sporty family all around. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a bit about basketball in Palestine then. Is it a big sport for men? Is it one of the main sports? Basketball and football are the two main sports for men nowadays. Um, they are improving as they are getting some external funds and uh, advertisement. And they're trying to push push themselves and, and all of the social media are trying to shift their focus on men's basketball nowadays. Not so much on female or women's basketball, but hopefully like in the near future be able to do that like they're streaming their games on the tv regularly and they're um hosting like events for them and like having their jerseys out in the store which is a big step because we've never had that before we've only seen it in movies or on tv so to be able to live that and see that uh, improvement happening is a big thing so there is an organized national women's basketball team then Oh yes, um, our national team, our women national team, doesn't really compete uh, regularly. But once we do, like it's a big event for the whole country to to support us and to do that. I was honored to be on the national team. We went to a championship in Qatar, yeah. and um, we've done a couple of um, West Asia Cup in Jordan as well. Wow. Um, Have you ever faced um, sort of negative? Um, preconceptions from you competing as a woman for Palestine in a sport that was sort of previously considered a reserve for men the the thing about me joining basketball was good because I joined pretty late when I was 16 and the whole sport was actually improving and accepting females but as I've heard stories from my friends they did struggle a little bit especially when they had miscoordination with their games, with the men's game. They didn't have any audience to attend. They rarely had any referees or like anyone available for them to learn and to improve or even coaches. They would also prefer to, to coach men. They had like a lot of struggle doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So are you quite sort of optimistic about the future of um, women's basketball mm. in Palestine then? Yes, I am. Yeah. I am. Especially also I coached one year or like the last year before I came to the UK, I was coaching a young team, young female team. So that gave me a lot of hope, seeing yeah. them, how they're passionate. And at a very young age, all of them pursuing this uh, sport made me happy. Yeah, definitely. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And if we just rewind a bit. So you said that you had competed in lots of different sports when you were younger, came from a sporty family but you didn't start basketball itself until you were 16. So what made you pick up a basketball and start playing from then? I tried joining ever since I was young, ever since I was three. The only places that I was able to play sports were in my own backyard or at school because the local teams are even uh, are either too far, which I had to go through different checkpoints. And that was very risky for a young girl to check, like to, to cross these uh, conflict zone 
or uh, the local team had didn't have an, uh, a female team or they already had like a, a full capacity of girls in the team and they required different uh, standards or different uh, procedures for me to enter that team so it was very hard for me to join any club or any team back then until the opportunity presented itself when I was 16 and I was invited to join a team right and how did that come about who who invited you um I was running a marathon and I won the first 10 and one of the coaches was uh watching the marathon and he liked the way I run and he thought I was tall enough to join a basketball team because he was missing a center because he needed like a tall girl so he asked me if I know anything about basketball and I was like uh, of course I'm, I'm playing on my own and I was uh, lucky enough that my parents got me my own basketball board back home and I used to go on YouTube and learn how to do these things but I've never played any game in my life except for like school and it wasn't like it wasn't professional at school at all so he called me for like a tryout and he, he was surprised and he like got me to the first team with, I was the youngest, I was 16 and all of them were in their mid twenties and thirties. So it was challenging being the youngest girl, in the first leading team in Palestine. Yeah. That was yeah. fun as well. And a weird experience to sort of um, go from, you obviously knew a lot about the sport and about the technique, but then I can imagine when that's put on a court, it's completely different. Yeah, it was scary, <laughs> but yeah. a nice, lovely feeling of like competing. Yeah, it's almost sort of um, quite like fate, really, isn't it? That um, that was sort of a, a random encounter, um, but he almost identified you um, as being good at a sport that you'd wanted to compete in for ages. Yes, yes, it was. I, I was, as I said, very lucky that my coach was there at the right time in the right place, and he was able to make me join the team after trying for years to be on that team but it was so hard for me to get there and he was like he was that um, head coach and he was like yeah I want you so please come and they all invited me and welcomed me and I've I've played for that team for several years straight yeah I've also got the championship for six years (laughs) in a row and I was with the team for six years in a row so yeah. yeah and and was the team local to you or were there challenges that that presented even just making it to training and to matches uh, it was it was local. It was very close to my home, and uh, but to get to our matches, that was the difficult part because the the other teams are in different places, different uh, regions in Palestine, and we had to cross a lot of checkpoints and a lot of uh, sudden conflicts or issues that prevented us from reaching our games and made it harder for us to go and play normally. Sometimes yeah. we get like. Yeah, and I mean, it sounds pretty obvious, but do you think that that is the main reason why perhaps um, participation in sport or um, at least at sort of the top level is a bit slower in Palestine? Do you think it is because of those sort of political and geopolitical um, barriers? Yes, definitely. Um, Those barriers play a huge role in the development of any sports and uh, it's making it a little bit harder to improve but hopefully we're getting there <laughs> yeah slowly yeah <laughs> I was just thinking I kind of glazed over the fact that you um said you ran a marathon at age 16 that's pretty impressive in, in itself <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was very fun yeah. I trained a lot for it and it was for a good it was for a good reason they opened a new hospital for children and they needed to raise funds and money for 
for the hospital wing to to be big. <laughs> yeah. So many people like just um, trained a lot and participated to fund the hospital, and I was lucky to be on the top ten of the whole people who ran the marathon. So it was fun. It was ten kilos. Yeah, brilliant. I can't I can't um, think of many sixteen year olds I know that that run a marathon. So it's very impressive. Um, so let's sort of again fast forward a few years, um, and you find yourself in the UK. How how did it come about um, that you came over from Palestine to the UK? Was it for education? Yes, I was working three years in a hospital, and after having the experience and the right uh, knowledge, I decided to apply for a master's degree in the UK and I got accepted in the University of Glasgow and as soon as I got my uh, my registration number my student number I searched for the basketball team and I messaged them before even having my visa and before coming to the UK (laughs) and I asked about the tryouts and I asked about if I can play since I'm a master's student I'm not an undergrad and I know that like different um, university leagues have different rules and they were very welcoming and they're like, as soon as you come to the UK, come out for the tryouts and we'll see what we can do from there. And I was the only master's student playing in the league. So yeah. it was very interesting. Yeah. And um, I, I passed the tryouts and I had really wanted to have the experience in playing in a university league and playing abroad as well, playing in different country, different coaches, different mentality, different respect for the sport. The thing is, there are a lot of um, competition here and in Palestine, but here uh, I love the the uh, the audience and the way that they present. Each university have their own team and their own outfits and their own flags and their own like uh, uh, supporters and the the mentality of uh, the coaches were, was a little bit different and it was very fun to to be able to learn from them and learn from their experiences since they oh, my coach was also a basketball player. Mm. And uh, he was a student from the University of Glasgow, so it was very uh, homey and very nice to play with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always say that partaking in a sport at university is one of the the best things and the best things for um, making friends and sort of doing something outside of your studies. But especially for you, coming to a new country, it presumably was a great way to learn more about um, British culture, British sport and meet new people. Yes, it was it was uh, meeting new people that was the very big thing, and also traveling with throughout Scotland. We've been the, th- before Corona. We've been to different uh, cities, and uh, we've also met the uh, police team, which was the Great Britain police team, which, uh, and they were um, they they had a lot of experiences. We've uh, we've also played against people from the national team of Scotland for basketball, so that was also challenging to to face them and to know how they're playing and to, to learn from them also. And um, yeah, we did a lot of social events as well. And we'd be able to just to talk about basketball and share this mutual love for the game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I would assume that you haven't really been able to play basketball sort of properly um, for a while due to coronavirus, but when hopefully normal life resumes what's your plan in terms of basketball and in terms of um your life I know you've just graduated is it stay in the UK and carry on playing basketball or I'm hoping I'm hoping that 
I'm applying for different jobs right now, and I'm hoping to get a visa. And that as soon as Corona is over, I'm definitely joining a team. Mm. I already contacted uh, local teams in Edinburgh to play with them, and uh, I hope so. Whatever life leads me, I'm definitely gonna stay playing basketball till till the point that my body tells me it's enough, <laughs> and yeah. then I'll start coaching. But yeah, yeah I love yeah. basketball. And it's one of those, I guess it's a bit like football, that it's such a sort of um, universal sport that's played in so many yes. countries around the world. And it's sort of a, yeah. a common language, really. Yeah, I believe in sports. Like, I believe in uh, f- playing for for your own self, playing for freedom, playing for your country, playing for your heart. So, yeah. What do you see? We touched a bit on um, basketball, but what do you see for the future of women's sport in Palestine um do you now you've sort of been to the UK and I'm not professing that the UK is um equal in terms of male and female sport by any means but when you now compare it back to sort of Palestine how how optimistic are you for the future of women's sport there I am very optimistic because as I as you said I've been exposed here and I've seen their the experiences here and I can tell that back home we are on the right track of having a little bit of improvement and some some equality between uh, the two gender who are playing the same sports so I'm very optimistic honestly yeah yeah I think that's great and what would you say to anyone then any young girl um, back in Palestine thinking of taking up basketball if you love it, go for it. Don't let anybody stop in your way because it is a very passionate, heart-to-heart sport. And yeah. it makes you feel really good, not just physically, just emotionally. When you love something, keep doing it, whether it's basketball, football, or any types of sports. It's a therapy. Yeah, and It's a way of life. So if you love it, just go for it and try it. Give it a try. Yeah. Well, Amani, I think you are utterly inspiring and it has been wonderful to speak to you today um you know the way that you're so committed to your sport um and the way that you've just sort of um gone through life always sort of um focused on that goal whether it be a marathon whether it be a the (laughs) national team in basketball um I think I think it's amazing and it's been a privilege to speak to you today Thank you. I'm, I'm very honoured to be talking to you as well. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I appreciate it. Um, I'm a bit speechless, really. How brilliant was Amani from stories of growing up in Palestine, never being able to play basketball for fear of having to go through checkpoints in her occupied homeland to how she's now thriving in the UK, having just completed her master's in genetics. Amazing. Well, I hope you've been inspired in some way today. Um, And if you're looking to get involved in basketball, then you can find your nearest club by heading over to the Basketball England website. This has been the Level Playing Field podcast, and you can check out our website or follow the platform on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We aim to be a sports platform for all, telling untold stories of sport, So if you'd like to get in touch with a new story or an idea, then please do. But for now, tune in next week for another story of an everyday woman in sport.